Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Brian Custer, and I'm a big fan of our podcast partner, Athletic Greens. You know, everybody who knows me know I start my day every day, 5 a.m. in the gym. And before I hit my workout, I hit this, Athletic Greens, because you know what? It gives me energy, it gives me focus, uh, it boosts my uh, immunity, and it gives me that probiotic health that I've been looking for without taking a slew of vitamins and supplements and all those pills uh, that you have to buy. And so you're probably asking then, what is Athletic Greens? Well, I'll tell you what, just one scoop, eight ounces of water. You can put it into this thing, shake it up and drink it. And what you're getting is you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, uh, superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help start your day right. You know, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs. There's no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything. And it tastes good. You know, AG1 is really a small micro habit with big benefits. It's the one thing you can do every single day to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And it's lifestyle friendly. So, you know, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, Athletic Greens is for you. And it costs you less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than really that cold brew habit uh, that you may have. And additionally, for every purchase, they're going to donate to organizations and make sure that those in need are getting food. In fact, in 2020, Athletic Greens donated over 1.2 million meals to kids. Right now, I'm telling you, folks, it's time to reclaim your health, uh, reclaim your immune system, boost it up with a convenient daily nutrition, especially with us going into this flu and cold season. And Athletic Greens is going to make it easy for you. They're going to also give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and they're also going to give you five of these travel packs with your first purchase. And all you've got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash laststand. Again, athleticgreens.com. Dot com slash last stand. It's time, folks, to take ownership of your health and do it with Athletic Greens. It's the last stand, and here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand. We bring you the biggest names in the sport, and joining us today is one of the stars of the lightweight division in the sport of boxing. He has some of the fastest hands in the sport to go along with millions of followers. He's unbeaten. He's known as the King. King Ryan Garcia joins us on the last stand. Ryan, it has been forever since I've seen you, and I've been waiting mm -hmm. to do this for a while. Welcome to the last stand. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm ready to get into this, but uh, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it a lot. Absolutely, King. Let's get right into this, man. It's been nearly, it's going to be, a, what, a year and a half, I think, since the last time we've seen you in the ring. Yeah. Uh, but April 9th, you're back. Texas, yeah. San Antonio, taking on Emmanuel Tego, I think there's the name, out of Ghana. Tego. 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 Yeah, yeah. I think so. 32 and 1, 13 knockouts. Not a big power puncher. Yeah. Uh, really, just is, uh, just a couple times he's fought here in the States. Why Tego? Yeah. Why him? Uh. I mean, I think that he's the perfect opponent to come back with. Uh, I've, I've had over a year off, and I've had uh, hand surgery. So it's kind of just get the feels for my uh, 
for like no ring rust or if there's any timing issues, it's kind of a fight like that. And also I'm setting up a bigger fight uh, later on with some big contenders. So this is just a fill out fight to see how I feel. But you can never take anybody lightly. Uh, Takeout is uh, under the radar. He's a pretty good fighter. He has a good jab and he has other attributes that might be a little tricky. You talk about some of those big fights. And listen, you had this kind of back and forth, it seemed like, with Isak Cruz. Uh, then there was reports of maybe Ryan Garcia and Tevin Farmer. Uh, why in your, why didn't those fights come to fruition? You know, I don't know if it's especially with me, but for some reason, there's always so many things being said, being, you know, discussed supposedly that I kind of have no clue about. Um, I just get told a lot of stuff, but... I mean, the facts are that me and Isaac Cruz, I was pushing for that fight because I, I wanted to come back and fight him. Um, but he didn't want to fight. He wanted uh, certain things and, you know, it just didn't work out. But I, I wanted to fight him. Uh, and for some reason, he just didn't want to accept the offer. But it's fine. I mean, it is what it is. Um, you, 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 you mentioned it, too, and you showed us a little bit. You recently had surgery there on your hand. Uh, that you hurt in training. Yeah, hey, look, you had to pull out of that fight with uh, Jojo Diaz because of that. Any concerns that the hand will be an issue on April 9th and in your career going forward? Uh, I mean, my right hand, uh, it's always had issues. And it's kind of a thing that I've had to deal with my whole my whole career, really, since I was in the amateurs. So it's not going to bother me too much. I, I know that the surgery is for the better. So um, I think that, you know, when I'm in the ring, I'll feel it more. But right now it feels great. You know, I'm using it. Uh, I have power in it. And, you know, I mean, my power punch is the left hook, so I'm not really worried about it. <laughs> um, uh, you know, you, you talked about being active. Uh, and, and that's something, when it comes to Ryan Garcia, a lot of people uh, have questions about. Listen, we had Canelo on, on Showtime, and in – during his fight, he said this, and I'm, I'm quoting him. Look, Ryan has a lot of talent, but in my eyes, he's wasting a lot of time and wasting talent. I look at him and don't see him 100% dedicated, and to us, that's a bad signal. We always remind him as a team, come to the gym to train, learn, because you need to be in the gym. You're learning day by day at the very minimum fighting five times a year. So he definitely needs to be a little more dedicated, end quote. When you saw those, the, what, what went through your mind when you saw that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I kind of felt a little disappointed, I guess. But um, I know that, you know, Canelo knows that I went through a hard time in this past year after the Campbell fight. Uh, I fell into like a deep depression and I had um, a lot of mental issues that I just felt that I needed to get to deal with moving forward in my career. And as I was going through those hard times, it was hard for me to be dedicated. It was hard for me to do anything at the time. So I understand why he would say something like that. But um, I was dealing with my stuff and, you know, I'm a hungry fighter. I've been training since I was seven years old. Uh, this is the only year I've ever taken really off. So um, I understand where his heart was coming from, but I was going through a hard time during that time. So, um, I appreciate him for like, you know, wanting to motivate me, but, um, I know the situation I was in. You, uh, last time you fought twice in a year, I think it's three years ago. Uh, in your opinion, does Ryan Garcia need to be more active? 
Uh, most definitely. I mean, I've wanted to fight uh, a lot of times. Uh, I mean, it's not even just this year. There's been a couple of years where uh, there's just been a lot of drama in my career, and I kind of want to get it settled down and uh, to a point where I could fight often because I know I have the talent, I have the skills to put on a lot of great fights, and I kind of just want, you know, to be in the ring. I love to fight. I love to do my thing. I love, you know, just the feeling in the ring. I like the timing. I like everything about boxing. So I really want to move forward with my career and just get stable, stable and consistent. I think that's my goal because I could do great things. I know I can. You, you know, uh, Canelo and Oscar De La Hoya and Goldemoy had a really public, uh, nasty divorce. Uh, and he had, you know, uh, some harsh words uh, for <laughs> Oscar. And even, let's, let's be honest, I think maybe about a year ago, you kind of went public a little bit about some of the things over there at Golden Boy. At any point, have you looked at looked around and said, mm, maybe my time with Golden Boy is done, it's time for me to move on, or are you happy there? You know, at the moment, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, I'm just kind of uh, excited to uh, continue to fight. You know, with Golden Boy, that's a whole different issue, but as of right now, there isn't an issue. Before, in the past, there was a little things that were going on that I was kind of bothered by. But, you know, we worked it out and we came to a, a good uh, a good medium. And uh, I'm excited moving forward. You know, you have built, man, a huge, I mean, millions. When you talk about a following there on social media, uh, how have you done that? Because there's so many fighters who are trying to do that just now. How have you done that? Uh, just like I do in boxing, you know, I I make sure that I give everything 100%. So when it came to social media, uh, I seen an opportunity there to uh, branch out my name. And I kind of got in it uh, when I was like 18, 19. And I just started seeing what people like. You know, I would post things and if it would get a lot more views and another type of video, I would continue to uh, post videos similar to that. And then... When I would fight, I would make sure I post right away, make sure I post my highlights. I just had a whole like format on how I would run things before a fight and then after fight, and then it would maximize my exposure for even just a little fight. So I would just think like that. And then, um, I don't know, everything else worked together. You know, I put on great performances, highlights, and from there I just became big, but it's like a gift and a curse now. <laughs> but it's it's okay. I like it. I, I put uh, myself in that position. You know, you, you you have such a strong following now. And listen, it's led to huge things. I mean, you're the first fighter to be signed by Gatorade. Uh, you've got your own soap, uh, Marlowe. But you know what? The critics will say, Ryan Garcia is a social media fighter, not a real fighter. What do you say to that? Uh. All I could do is perform in the ring. That's all I could say to that because and no amount of words will change uh, the people that have negative things to say about that. I just know I put myself in a good position to be uh, well off outside the ring uh, just as I am inside the ring. I know what I could do in the ring. Uh, I, I, I just, I've done it my whole life. I've been at the top of uh, the amateur scene and now I'm uh, at the top of the professional scene in my weight class. And I know I will continue to do that. I, I just, I'm a, I'm a above average fighter. I know I am. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jake Paul is a guy who certainly has a, a following uh, like yours. Uh, what do you think 
uh, about what he's brought to the sport of boxing? I think that he he wants nothing but good for the sport. I do believe that, uh, and I think that uh, part of it is good, and there's pros and cons to it, but I think majority it's uh, good for the sport, and uh, I wish him the best because he's doing a lot of good things. Um, you, you, you mentioned Isak Cruz. So he was at the Keith Thurman-Mario Barrios fight, and he was asked, obviously, uh, about you, and he said uh, your promoter never sent them an offer to Sean Gibbons, who's his manager. He said the only thing we got was tweets uh, from Ryan Garcia. Uh, then there's the Tank Davis situation. It, you know, you guys had a, lot, a back and forth. Now, Leonard Ellerby even said, you know, at, at one point he was trying to talk to your team about let's do this deal. And then he said Ryan Garcia went dark on us and comes out and says we're fighting Manny Pacquiao. And Manny Pacquiao's people said that's news to us. We we haven't talked that that's not that's not going to happen. Any concern at all that Ryan Garcia is developing this reputation as a guy who likes to cry wolf? Yeah, no, definitely that's a concern because uh, it's kind of been a repetitive situation where things have been said a lot. Like I was telling you in the beginning, people say a lot of things and people that are close to me and then I talk to the people themselves and then they say something and then I put it out there and I create a big buzz for it because that's just what I do I get ahead of the ball because I have my own format on how to promote a fight how to you know like I was telling you and they keep on failing me in what they're saying uh in regards to Isaac Cruz he's crazy if he didn't get an offer I mean obviously uh Sean Gimmins was talking to my uh advisor Lupe Valencia and I, I mean you could call him up right now it's just the truth the dude just didn't want to fight I would have pieced him up easy and then Tank Davis uh I wanted to fight him uh obviously after Campbell I was very advocate to fight him and uh all of a sudden I get an offer which I did talk to Manny Pacquiao and his team myself and I could literally call up Manny Pacquiao right now they were talking about it and they wanted to do it um, and then all of a sudden, it's just all smoke and mirrors. And I'm left in the middle looking stupid. But now I know not to open my mouth before it happens. Don't couch, count your chickens before they hatch. But I had to learn this myself. And just, I'm growing up, you know, I'm 23. And uh, when you get things like that told to you, you know, you're going to fight Manny Pacquiao. Of course, you're like, oh, forget King Davis right now. I want to fight Manny Pacquiao. He's my idol. I would like, oh, he's somebody I admire. And I would love to fight him. So I was excited. And I'm, I learned from my mistakes. And I'm not going to do that again. And, and, and just to follow up on that, is that then your promoter's fight? Is that uh, fault? Is that something where Ryan Garcia had to go to his promoter and say, hey, look, you got to stop coming to me and saying we got this lined up when you don't have it, uh, a signature on the dotted line? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. Um I would say that it's part their fault. Uh, it's part my fault. I didn't need to post a fight poster, you know, right away. I just like to create a lot of buzz. Uh, but it was my mistake, and I, and I take full responsibility for that. But I shouldn't be told things that are not actually going to go down, you know. Just don't tell me anything unless we're very serious, like in serious talks, because I'd rather not say anything because of what people have been said, what people have are starting to build a reputation about me. And so the big question is, will Ryan Garcia fight?
fight Tank Davis? That will definitely happen. That fight is uh is definitely possible to make uh within you know this year or the next year after that. Uh, it's really up to our performances and if our teams could come together and reach a mutual agreement. I would love to fight Tank Davis, and I know I will beat him, uh, and I will knock him out uh, within probably one to five rounds. Wow, wow! And you're adamant and, about and, that, and, huh? Yeah, I'm very adamant on about it because he gets hit a lot, but he hasn't got hit by somebody with snap power and precision like me. And I'm definitely not somebody uh, to not land a shot. I have very good accuracy, and he gets hit a lot. And he's going to run into something. And maybe he'll catch me too. Who knows? He's a good power puncher too. But just know I'm right there, and I'm just as dangerous. I have that poison in my hands just like him. So I would love for that fight to happen. It'll be exciting for the fans. Uh, it'd be exciting for myself. I would love to be in the ring, see what he got. Uh, but I know it's going to be a lot easier than it looks outside the ring. I've seen these type of fighters. I've already know. I already know it. Um, you know, listen, they, they call you, they call Devin Haney, they call Tank, Tiafimo. Uh, heck, you even throw Cambosas in there now. They call you guys the four kings, right? Uh, in my, in your opinion, out of all of those guys, Tank, Haney, Tiafimo, Cambosas, now you can throw him. Which one does Ryan Garcia want more? I want Tank the most, like, as in, like, I just want to get that on already. I think that's like a leonard hearns you know you know minus the bouts but like that type of atmosphere everybody's gonna be wanting to bet on it everybody's gonna think somebody's gonna win more the other it's gonna have that type of thrill and atmosphere uh i want to fight obviously cambosis because he has all the bouts and that would be cool to have uh and then the other fights who was it devin and who else i forgot you said somebody yeah, else tia Teofimo, yeah, I would, and then, you know, after I beat those two guys, I'll clean them up real quick, you know, just to clean up the rest of the division. <laughs> I love it, Ryan. I love it. I love your talk. In your opinion, which one of those, out of all those guys, the biggest puncher? Tank Davis, obviously, is the, the snappier. Uh, he has that, you know, quick twitch, like, you know, I know that type of power. It's, and he has that strong, you know, uh, muscle to him, you know, because he's kind of compact and short. So when he hits you, uh, if he hits you clean on the temple or the chin, it's definitely going to hurt. Um, so he's probably the best puncher. The most tricky is probably Haney because he's not going to stand in one spot. He's going to use his jab and he's going to be uh, trying to just win at any means. But uh, he doesn't have that specialness to him, and he he doesn't know that yet. But when he's in the ring with me and I hit him with something that he'd never felt before, never seen, he's going to be like, ah, oh, shit, I'm just going to have to lose this fight. And he's just going to get knocked out. That's it. Simple. <laughs> he's going to get knocked out. Uh, everybody's going to get knocked out. I don't see none of them going to the distance with me. Out of all of them, which one is the best fighter? Oh, man, that's a good one. Uh. I mean, if you want to throw Loma in, he's the best technical fighter. But the hardest, trickier, more polished fighter, I, I would say Devin slightly. Uh, just because he's taller, he has range. He's like kind of old school with the jab, and he mixtures new school in it. So I like Devin as the best fighter, but the most, you know, dangerous tank it, everybody has their own thing to him that's the great thing about it you know everybody has their own uh just you know it's who they are you know and 
I think that it's going to be fun watching once we get in the ring. But once it, once one of us gets in the ring with each other, all of us are going to get in the ring because now it's guns blazing. So let me ask you this straight out, because you, as you know, in this sport, the proof is in the pudding. Hey, you've talked about, hey, look, maybe I, I've jumped the gun on some of these things and shouldn't have done that. I think everyone wants to know, is Ryan Garcia that guy at sure. 135? Yeah, I'm that guy. I'm that guy in every division. I know that for a fact. I know that I have something special to me, and it's just time to, uh, it's just time will tell, but. You know, we got to all be a little bit more patient. You know, it's like everybody's kind of all like on everyone to do something. But at the end of the day, these fights, for some reason, they're not happening right now. And it's just not going down. So at the end of the day, all we have to do is wait. (laughs) Like, that's it. Like, I know that you know, we're going to be here for a long time. This is not like, even if one of us takes a loss or we're not, you know, these are the best fighters of this generation. Shakur, myself, Devin, um, Tefimo, Tank, all that. We're going to be here. So, you know, it's going to go down. It's just when it goes down, that's the real question. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great point there. And people, I think, yeah. fail to realize, too, you're only 22 years old. I mean, you're, yeah. listen, you still 23 got... 23 now, but yeah. 23. You still got Similac on your breath. Let's Man, be honest. Man, Tank is 26, 27. <laughs> that was after getting in the ring already. You know, uh, <laughs> you, know you mentioned... Yeah, you're right. Uh, you mentioned this. Listen, mental health is now something that people are taking much more seriously, uh, especially in sports. And then last summer, you know, you took a break, really, from the sport... Um, you said depression hits you like a truck. How old were you? When did you realize, Ryan, that you had a problem? I had a problem when I was 17. You know, I was going to quit boxing at 17. Um, I don't know, one day, not one day, but I had like, I experienced like a panic attack when I was 17 and it kind of just threw me all off and I fell into depression because I didn't know what was wrong with me and I didn't know who to talk to, you know, as a boxer and as somebody that always thought, you know, strong mindset, no matter what you push through anything, you could break through any wall that these emotions will leave you. I kind of was scared to say that something was bothering me inside and I didn't know how to handle it. So at that time I knew I had a problem, but I kind of figured it out myself and just kind of, you know, talked to you know, my family and kind of dealt with it. And then I got back into boxing and then this is when this all happened. And then after the Campbell fight, uh, it just came and creeped up on me again. But uh, this time, I think it had more to do with, you know, stress buildup. You know, there was a lot of stress before the fight. And then after the fight, I went up so high and I never came down. You know, I was still on, on everything. You know, I never gave my time to time to relax, go on vacation, do anything. And I don't know, it just, I had a lot of problems. Like I, I was everywhere during that time and I was confused and I just didn't feel myself. I mean, it got, it got very dark. It got to a point, you know, I didn't know if I wanted to live or not. That's how bad wow. it was. And, um, and, you know, people kind of didn't understand that it was so severe because no matter what, like, I can't stop my competitive spirit. That's in me. Like, that's who I am. Like, deep down in my core, I'm competitive. So when I would watch these guys fight, even though I was hurting inside, like, I would watch these fights and I would start crying because I wanted to be there so bad. Like, that's all I wanted to do, you know? 
And I couldn't get myself to do that. So all I could do is say like, ah, oh, I still will beat these guys if I was good. Like if I could just bring myself together, like I had to fight to just get myself, you know, to do anything. So I was like, you know, I would say these things, but I knew I wasn't okay. And I, I don't think people understand that, that, you know, I still had that fire in me, but it was just a very dark time, but through help and then through me, like, actually trying to help myself this time like I went to like a therapist and I went to a wellness center and I got everything I needed you know to deal with these situations in my life I feel so much better so much clear-minded and uh, I feel stronger like stronger mentally and I think I'm a little bit more dangerous now actually Mm. and is it is it just depression or is it anxiety and depression they work together. So it's mm. kind of like both, you know, it, my anxiety got so bad that it depressed me. So mm. it's like, I, I felt like I couldn't do anything. So I got depressed and then I just, I went everywhere. You know, I was struggling with everything and I got into bad habits and things that were slowing me down, you know, drinking. There were so many things cause I never drank before, but since I went through this time and I couldn't suppress anything, I drink, I started drinking a lot. I started doing whatever because, I was hurting inside and I couldn't stop it. I, I just, I wanted to die. I swear, I wanted to die. I wanted to kill myself any other way. So I got into a lot of things, but you know, I, I fought myself back and God showed me that, you know, I have a purpose and he's not gonna leave me through any situation. And that started, I started feeling that in my spirit and I just kept moving forward. I just, you know, I was like, I'm not gonna quit no matter what, no matter how hard it hurts, nothing. and. I gathered myself and I'm back to where I am. That's great, man. And, 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 and how did it make you feel, Ryan, especially when that came out, uh, that there were a number of fighters who even trolled you about it and, yeah. and came out and said, hey, that, oh, that's just his excuse. Uh, that's the reason why he uses that as an excuse to back out of some of these fights. H- yeah. How did that make you feel? Uh, it just kind of made me feel – it hurt me when I heard it from the fans – not so much these fighters because you know they're gonna say whatever but it's kind of like man anybody else right like in any other sport they'll get support right or they'll or like actors or anything they get support but me i had to hear it and i still hear it today that i was faking it uh um it was just all an act but you know i think i i think i'm okay because the people that come up to me and say you know as a man you help me you know speak about my emotions and i i was going to hurt myself and i didn't because you were able to just put yourself in the you know front lines i'm okay you know if even if it's just one person or two people i think what i did was right and i'm going to live with that comfortably that i made that decision publicly um and you know when this is all said and done i think that um uh, it'll be for the better good uh, in the sport of boxing because you see people struggling with it now and you see people going through issues and i think if they would have took time to just address it first before things blow over before mistakes are made before you do something rash uh, like not rational outside of the ring you may you know you see it all the time if you would just would have took your time and just accepted that okay let me handle this first and then step into the ring they mistakes probably won't be made and you know things will be better for them in their life i tell you what uh, your testimony is certainly going to save a lot of people man it's it's great and i'm, I'm happy uh that you're feeling much better because the sport of boxing let's be honest is 
is better uh, when you're in it and you're healthy. Um, I got to ask you, how long do you see yourself at 135? Man, that probably is another problem, man. Staying at these low weights. Uh, I mean, not for long. I think two, two, three fights, maybe tops. Uh, I'm, I'm 5'10", and I'm not a little 5'10", you know. My frame is getting bigger, uh, and I'm growing up, so not for long. So I'll probably fight these guys at 140, uh, 147 most likely because why would we fight at 135? It's so small, man. Let's just yeah. let's grow up a little. <laughs> uh, and, and how big do you think – what weight class when – when it's all said and done, Ryan Garcia says, you know what, I'm done – uh, what weight class you think you'll be at? Easily 160, I think. Hmm. That would probably be the weight I cut it off at, 160. I think I'm tall enough to handle that and strong enough. What's your ultimate goal in the sport? My ultimate goal at this sport uh, is to be a champion in every division I fight in, but it's also to change and inspire lives in the things I do inside and outside the ring. And to do something amazing every time I step into the ring. I want to leave an impression every time I step in that ring, whether it be a knockout, whether it be a war, something, you know, something special when I step in that ring, I want to happen. Like I intentionally go in there to do something amazing. So that's what I want to do for the people. Does it bother you that there are a number of people who say, man, Ryan Garcia, he is your cherry picker. He just cherry picks his opponents. I mean, you could say that about everybody. <laughs> uh, we we kind of all pick at certain times who we want to fight. But at the end of the day, uh, if you want to make the big fights and you want to make the big money, we're going to have to step in the ring. So uh, you could only cherry pick for so long. Uh, I know that I fought, you know, some good competition, but there's going to be great competition in the future. And that's what we're in the ring for. You know, that's why we're doing this sport. Uh, and it will happen just when it happens. Uh, Ryan, for uh, people who come on uh, the show, we allow the fans who listen and who watch uh, The Last Stand submit questions. We got so many through social media, but we're only going to get to uh, a few here. Uh, We start here from Twitter. Uh, The first one says, um, Texas from um, on Twitter says, Ryan, how come the haters pay more attention and follow you more closely than your actual fans? I know, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, people like to bring people down. They like drama. And, I mean, for some reason, every time I post, it's like nothing but hate. But my fans, will show. they show up, you know, not on Twitter because Twitter, for some reason, I don't know why. There's so many trolls on Twitter. But on Instagram, I have a lot of love and support. And, you know, that's where a majority of my fans are. So I'm okay with that. Uh, KO from Twitter asks, how do you deal with all the hate comments? And why not just focus on your training? I do focus on my training. But at the at the end of the day, like, the social media is also part of my life. And I know I've been doing it since I was young. And I know how to balance the two. So, um, I don't pay really a pay attention to the comments. They're just there. And I just mainly focus on what I'm posting, if it's benefiting my career, and if it's getting me more exposure. It has nothing. To, I don't really read the comments that much. Uh, Var from Twitter asks, out of the four kings, 
You haven't had a title shot yet. Do you feel your promotional team is in the way of the best fights? Um, I don't, I mean, titles, you know, at this era, it's like, it's a silly, it's a joke at the end of the day. There's, the, the real champion is going to be whoever beats a really well-known fighter to me is who the champion's going to be. And I see George Camposis obviously as the champion now. You know, he beat Teofimo, who beat Lomachenko. That's who I see as the champion. I don't really care about, you know, these made-up titles. I mean, I had over 100 titles, right? Like, oh, you're the silver champion, this champion, this champion, WBC, this champion. I'm not worried about that. What I'm worried about is making my sure my family's set and giving the fans great fights. That's it. Next one on from Twitter says, how do you, uh, or who do you want to fight after this fight? Mm. I do want to fight Cambosis, but if Tank wants a rumble too, we could get that on. So it's like whoever those two kind of want it, uh, I would love to. Because when I come back, knock this guy out, they're all going to be knocking on my door. Da, 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 Ryan. Can we get a fight, please? Please, Ryan. Because at the end of the day, the only pay-per-view that's going to sell is either me and Tank or me and somebody else. You could try. Go ahead. Try to make a good pay-per-view. Go ahead. Knock yourselves out. At the end of the day, it's going to be me and whoever else. And we're going to do a good fight. You know, we're going we're gonna to get it on. Cambosis or Tank, whoever wants to fight a little. Absolutely. That fight would be massive. Um, Jermaine from Twitter asks, are you focused on becoming undisputed and uh, the best at the sport in your division or trying to fight top-level opposition while you can that will allow you to leverage you into bigger and better things outside of the ring? I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I think whatever I do, it's going to lead to big opportunities outside the ring if I win. So it doesn't matter if I'm undisputed or I beat Tank Davis. It doesn't matter. Like, Tank Davis is probably just as much worth as all the other belts, you know? People, you know, they care about who you beat. They don't care about the title. At least I see it that way. I care about who have you beat and how'd you do it. And, if like, do you gather the people's attention or not? You could have all the belts and I won't know your name from the, uh, the journeyman, like I won't. I don't really know all the champions, but I know certain fighters, and I know because how they fight. I don't pay attention to the bouts like that. Uh, Elber asks, uh, "What happened to the fight with Tevin Farmer?" That fight, I didn't even know what was going on. I, I heard people saying that, and I, I didn't even know that was even a possibility, to be honest. Um, until like there was tweets, but. I don't know. I mean, it just didn't happen. I mean, does Tevin Farmer want to fight? He said he did, so maybe that could happen one day. But uh, Drew asks, um, why did you feel the need to troll Haney on Instagram during his fights with Linares and JoJo, but haven't stepped up to the to the plate to fight Devin? I just always troll any of my lightweight contenders, not just Devin. <laughs> I troll Cambosis. I troll tank i tell i tell everyone so it's kind of like it's just my competitive spirit it's not so much trolling i'm just saying like forget all you guys i'm gonna beat all you guys like it's just kind of my attitude on how i approach things i i like to you know i just i don't know i'm hungry you know i'm hungry i don't know if, you're not a fighter so you wouldn't understand man 
it's like you want to just you know you just want to talk a little something something they always do it to me anyways so absolutely hey, we're look, all that's doing what, it to each other this that's really what makes strong. these fights so big is the build-up yeah. to them yeah you're right about that let me ask you biggest misconception about ryan garcia i would say that i only care about social media that's not true because even my social media that all my followers they're based on the sport of boxing i didn't get famous from doing TikTok dances or uh the normal social media i got famous from hitting the mitts knocking people out and posting body shot videos that's all related to boxing so it's crazy for people to think that i care about social media they don't even know what a real social media influencer looks like it's all TikTok dances and trends i'm not doing none of that i set my own my own trends on social media body shot challenge was created by me all the speed uppercuts created by me and all the other things is original done by me has nothing to do with social media it was me posting what i liked on my training and it blew up so that was the biggest misconception everything i gave is to the sport i just brought boxing into social media i did it and that was just it all right king ryan garcia we've come to the last segment of this show uh it is called the last stand so i'm gonna ask you a series of questions you just give me the first thing that comes to your mind you ready here we go. Best fighter under the Golden Boy banner is who? Right here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what am I going to say? What kind of question? Hey, I'm just asking, you know, Virgil Ortiz. It can be anybody. Hey, boy, you know? That's what I'm saying. Shout out my guy, Virgil Ortiz. I love him to death, though. But obviously, he's not going to say I'm better than him. I'm not going to say he's better than me. Which you're right because yeah. we got we have Virgil Ortiz on the show there, and he said that he said I, I, no, it's I, me. I guarantee he's gonna say <laughs> yes. You're right. You're right. Uh, in your opinion, who has the fastest hands in boxing? Is it Gary Russell Jr. or Ryan Garcia? Different speeds. You know, his speed is uh, multiple shots. My speed is one or two. I would say one one for one shot. Me combinations him. They flow better, but my shot, I don't even do that, so it doesn't matter. Uh, who's the best Garcia? Is it Danny? Is it Mikey? Or is it Ryan? It's me, baby. I love them <laughs> to death. I mean, we're all Garcia, so I can't really. I, I'm not hating on you. You know, I love Danny. I love Mikey. But at the end of the day, it's, it's me. Um, out of Tank, Haney, Tiafimo, which one of those guys irks you the most? Tank, Teofimo, or Devin, you say? Mm-hmm. Irks me? Oh, man. Just gets I'm under your lie. skin when you see him. You said, man, this dude here. It, you know, I used to be Teofimo. I'm not going to lie, because just the things he would say would just irk me. Like, what are you talking about, man? I, you talked for 10 minutes. I didn't understand anything you said. Not one thing made sense. But, like, all of them. I, I mean, I, nothing. They don't really irk my nerves really all that much. <laughs> love it. I love hey, it. I love you, Tefimo, man. I hope you're doing good. <laughs> Last question. All jokes, man. Yep. Ryan Garcia will become the lightweight world champion when? This year. I'll be probably undisputed at this uh, when it's all said and done, probably. You know, if I get Cambosis next, sure, this year. Um, if I don't get Cambosis, then I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe I fight Tank and win that other belt. I don't even know what to, does he even have a belt? 
See, this is what I'm yes, talking yeah, about. I don't know, I know if I he know. has a real bout or not, but it's all good. <laughs> shot, 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 Sarah. Right, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, hey, listen, my brother, we've, we've been waiting to do this for a long time, yeah, man. I, I appreciate you doing it. And you know what? Next time, we got to do it in person. Yeah, we do. Definitely. That would be awesome. Uh, thank you for having me again, Brian. You're the best. You know, I respect you. And I thank you for having me on. I appreciate it a lot, man. Hey, folks, that's what we do here on The Last End. We bring you the biggest names in the sport. And I tell you what, when you talk about lightweight, 135 doesn't get any bigger than King Ryan Garcia. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you again next week.